Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Okay, so we are at the tail end of our once a decade redistricting process. Oh, and it's got been my very hat on. Fun. 538, the, the politics blog has had actually a, an interactive map since the start that I've followed literally five times a day. Brent's been jerking <laughs> As, off to it three times a day. And like, you you know you're nerding out on politics a little too hard when you send a text to Alan and he's yeah. not even engaged in no, like what I'm, you're talking it's, about. It's Well, okay, here's the difference between you and I and politics is that you do really get off on the minutia mm. of politics. You mm-hmm. get off on the the procedural things, which I love, but I also, I'm more of a political science sort of like, strategy person son of a bitch so i so i don't maybe get off necessarily on the redistricting on on the on the minutiae well i mean it is it's like it's It's fascinating all politics is local so it's important all politics is local and obviously anyway anyway long story short um uh every decade the country of course conducts a census and from which from this census we reapportion each state's representation in the house it's messy and very contentious, and but California, and yeah, 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 yeah. Trump especially. very political. Yeah. Um, lots of states, Ohio and North Carolina in particular, are egregiously gerrymandered. Yeah. Uh, but California has finalized its new congressional map. And in doing so, one of the few conservative Republicans in the state now has a congressional district that is significantly less conservative than it used to be. Uh, but also it now encompasses the town of Palm Springs, like the gay, super gay, (laughs) super gay, uh, fairly liberal. It's not like wildly liberal. I've looked looked at how they vote. It's kind of old, old money. Nor is it necessarily gay. I think we're kind of skewed. It's not, it's not a gay Mecca necessarily. It, it, it has a, it has a very moderate sort of orange County constituency to it that they yeah. own second homes there and there's a yeah. part of that there. yeah 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 right right uh but anyway the the representative is ken calvert he's pretty conservative he's a really terrible record on gay rights mm-hmm. um and so it's it's just it's interesting that an anti-gay representative might very well soon represent you know one of the gayer like I feel like Palm Springs is like top five gay destinations, yeah. right? Yeah. But it, but historically, gay. it's interesting because it, it it was only the HIV AIDS epidemic that really sort of made <clears throat> Palm Springs the quote unquote gay mecca that it is today, primarily because a lot of the conservatives, the Hollywood conservatives like Frank Sinatra, Johnny Carson, et cetera, they all had homes there and mm. would vacation there. And then all of a sudden, people they know are getting HIV AIDS and they're like, wait, is my community secretly gay? And Johnny moved- Carson was, I think Johnny, I thought they were both Democrats. No, they were Democrats way back in the day, but in, they were definitely Reagan Republicans uh-huh. in the 80s. And they, oh, okay. they, yes, they were a part of the Republican Reagan moment. Right. And they moved, they left Palm Springs and it became in the 90s then after the sort of the epidemic kind of slowed down and it became mm. kind of this gay mecca in a lot of ways mm. and then of course in the aughts now we have the white party and we have all the things and there's the bars and yeah you know, springs it in and it really sort of became a gay mecca but 
it's had it hasn't always been the case. It was a very conservative town for a number yeah. of years. I've mm. gone a Sonny couple Bono times. Represented Palm Springs. That's I right. Think, and, and he was a Republican. He was a Republican. I've gone a couple times and I do. I don't get it. I don't get Palm oh, Springs. I, Palm I don't Springs. get the appeal. It's just kind of like to me, it's like a boring desert town. I love it. The yeah. Outlets. What, what do you what do you like about it? The oh, outlets. I love, I love the shopping. I love the show tunes bar. I love the frozen yogurt next to the show tunes bar. I love renting a house with a pool and you and little kitten heels. I love mm. everything about right. Palm Springs. That is my <laughs> Palm Springs is Brent and kitten heels. That, <laughs> that is, that is actually true. That is actually true. We're going to get that. We're going to post that picture. There's a picture out there somewhere. It was circulating <laughs> in our group text. Of That's the best. That was heels. the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kitten, tiny little heels. It's like, this is Brendan Drag. Oh my God. <laughs> Ellie, what do you think of Palm Springs? You like it, right? I love Palm Springs. Right. I only, but I only like it in the winter. I mean, I hate it in the summer. Uh, I, it's unbearable, quite honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't know how humans live there, but yeah. in the winter, it is, I just, I just love it. I think it's so cheesy and I love that it's cheesy. Yeah. I love the, I, I, I love that. I think I felt very comfortable there when I first went because I was like, uh, the gay bars have carpeting. Yeah, and like cheesy <laughs> sure. lighting, and that yeah. made me feel genuinely like soothed. And we I felt, to, yeah, yeah, we went at out peace. To a, we went out to a gay bar. I think I think I was with you, Elliot. I forget. Yeah, and and they were throwing Fruit Loops at a wedding. People getting married. <laughs> oh my remember God. that? Yeah, I was. I think it was two cans. Two two cans. Or I forget. Or yeah, hunters. I also remember we went once over the Fourth of July weekend years ago, long time ago now, and. You there was like strict <laughs> rules from the homeowners about the yes, AC. The and you were oh I literally I think offered you Adivan to calm down about the AC because well, you were yeah. you were stressed about well, it. Well, you remember what happened? They they said do not turn this below 74. And I was like, 74, fuck off. Because it was like palms, it was July 4th. Yeah. So I turned it to 68 and it broke. Oh, that's right. And the pool was hot and I was freaking the fuck out until the person came to fix it. But it was like, I was like, the pool is hot. It's so hot in the house. And she, and it was like 74. If you had told me it was going to, I would not have rented that house. If you had yeah. told me that I have to be below, I couldn't be below 74 degrees. Like, no, I'm not living in the tropics. I, I mean, mean, I want an air conditioned <laughs> house. I, w I will say, I do think it's better for the environment to keep things above 74. I usually keep mine sure. at 76, but yeah. I 76. get that that's like a big deal. And that, that should absolutely. Another reason why Airbnb fucking sucks yeah. is that like, you, they don't have to tell you any everything right. before you arrive you know i was i'm literally in an airbnb situation now because of the international trip i was telling you guys about and oh, i was like right. debating between an airbnb or a hotel and i realized that i am bougie and at an age where yes. i will not sleep in conditions that are below i'll sleep in a shitty hotel sure but it has to has ac tv and oh, privacy. Yeah. It, has, it just has to otherwise That's i'm I, truly I leaving I don't want to. I don't want to sleep under someone's nasty quilt. <laughs> I, I, like I, I'm, I'm not. I, I I didn't understand. I think I've said this before, but I didn't understand how Airbnb worked until a couple years in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just wonder how much it costs in my hometown, <clears throat> in my hometown of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I I start finding these properties. And I start reading reviews for one. I'm like, oh, this one looks actually kind of nice. And I start reading the reviews. And it's like, I had a great time. Larry 
is a great conversationalist. And I was like, I got to talk to Larry yeah. if I stay there? Yeah. Are you kidding? And that's when I realized sometimes it's just people Staying renting out a, an, a an extra room, yeah, you charging you, never charging you never doing that. 85% of what a hotel costs. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would never rent out a room. I did that once on a trip to Costa Rica with my friend Matt, which was great because it was just like a layover we had in Miami before we were going to Costa Rica. It was a simple yep, little thing. So we figured we'd save money and just rent this room for the night. Oh, never again. Never oh. again. Oh my God. I've never won. I already don't want to socialize with most people I come across. Sorry, anyone who has ever met. Yeah. Me. Sorry, but, Larry. But I definitely don't want to pay to do it either. Like, there's, I know. No, I'm not going to do that. And like, there's something so like, like, like um, um, imagine uh, I, I did this when I, when I went home for Christmas last year, I was, I was looking again at Airbnbs to see if any made, if any properties yeah. made sense. And there was one that wasn't too far from my parents' house. It was like the same floor plan as my parents' house. And I was like, all right. And then of course I realized, you know, I'm, I'm down, I'm down the hall from, you know, Tony or whoever lives there. Yeah. I'm like, imagine the horror of waking up in the middle of the night. Tony's got the to big go to the to you. go to the bathroom, yeah. and like you're here in your briefs or whatever, <laughs> and you walk to the bathroom, and Tony's there in his briefs, and you guys like kind of awkwardly nod. Yeah. At three in the morning, and then the he hallway. sees you in the kitten heels that you it's have just, to wear in Airbnb. Right, right. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I I just I fundamentally do not get Airbnb. I want to get you kitten heels so bad right now. Oh my god, he was. Well, it was oh. like it was the closest Brent was just living in slang or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you these. I'm gonna give you these. It's actually the it's the equivalent of, of us watching Drag Race the other night with Brent, who yeah. I love him so much, but kept referring to every outfit that every queen wore as a dress, even when yeah. they weren't remotely nowhere near dresses. They were yeah. just garments. Yeah. <laughs> they were costumes. <laughs> Not even joking. So excited for our guest today. I have loved her for a number of years. Danielle Perez. We met met years ago at Nerd Melt. R.I.P. Nerd Melt. Oh my God, that's a big R.I.P. Yeah, Yeah. I said R.I.P. because that was such a good place. Mm-hmm. Oh, for anyone in LA, everyone listening who's not in LA, they're like, yeah, they have no idea. Melts? What are you What's talking that? about? What's that? Is that yeah, a sandwich? Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No sandwiches. But <laughs> yeah. we could be sandwiched together in the back of a comic book store. That's right. Oh, I know. How are you, Danielle? <laughs> I'm doing all right. You know, yeah. COVID free. Yay. Nice. Hey. Good for you. Did you have it? Omarion hasn't got me. I have not gotten any COVID, which either makes me a huge loser or the cure. You know, I, I don't know, know which one it right. is. But I, I, know, like I haven't gotten it either. Where I do feel like we're at that point where it's like either a badge of pride or like, I mean, I hate. I'm not. I'm not attaching judgment to it. I just feel like at this point, it becomes either a badge of pride or a badge of shame. Yeah. Neither of which should really apply to it. It's not. A, you know, it's like it's not a thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like we're getting at that, getting to that point where it's like, oh shit. Well, my badge of pride is having many COVID rapid tests at home because yes, these losers wait until the last minute to get your rapid test. No, now not I me. Have, I come prepared. I have, That's I the new rapid tests. You yes. have some rapid tests? I do. Okay. I, I have, I'm, at, I'm even getting a couple delivered this week. <gasps> oh, to my someone's a king. They're getting That's delivered. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because people are like scurrying for them. They cannot find them. And I literally was like, were you all watching the news four weeks ago? As soon as I saw this shit pop and I was like, Amazon.com. 
Mm. Rapid yeah. tests are the new um, hand sanitizer, yes. yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. That's, that's so Elliot. If you want to buy this for ten thousand dollars, I'll give you this one box of rapid mm. tests. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I'll put all my money towards that. Yeah. It's either that or like a terrible like acrylic um, piece mm-hmm. of furniture. That's right. <laughs> Wait. So before we get it too far down this road, I have to share with our listeners if they don't know, probably one of the funniest viral videos. I have ever seen in my life is when Daniel Perez was on The Price is Right. And I sometimes get the game show confused. It was The Price is Right, right? Yes, it was The Price is Right. And you were on The Price is Right and you are this hilarious comedian. You are in a wheelchair, you're on the show, you're you're winning, you're winning The Price is Right and you win a treadmill, which (laughs) is probably... One of the, the darkest slash funniest things I have ever seen in my life. Can you tell me, can you, can you tell us about that moment? Cause it just, it's just so fucking good. It was pretty incredible. Like before I played the game, they like show you like what you're playing for. And the announcer was like, you're playing for treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> he like didn't even want to say it. But when I was, I mean, like I was just, I like didn't know what to say. I literally said, I was like, the girls are so pretty. Like, <laughs> was insane Wait, so did no one did like none of the producers or anything acknowledge that maybe this could be an awkward moment for you everyone was acting like it was business as usual like, <laughs> sure. was just like a total professional just like it was every other day at the prices right he's like look this is the first show we got a second show rolling in after yeah. this we gotta <laughs> right. we gotta move it along right go right. hug your prizes take a picture <laughs> let's move it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so wait so what but was I found the- out later Okay, so I found out years later, I was at like Bar Bandini in Echo Park and this guy comes up to me, he's like, did you win a treadmill on The Price is Right? I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like no one has talked to me about that in years. And he's like, I'm a set designer. And literally everyone was freaking out because (laughs) they all knew what the prizes were. I was the first name called down to contestants row. Mm -hmm. It was the very last game that got me on stage and we had to play it twice because everyone overbid. So like everyone knew that it could be a possibility, but like truly the odds of it happening. Yeah. uh, Insane. That's wild. (laughs) Now, did you? And Drew thought like that the production was like fucking with him. Like oh that's why he was like determined not to like I say can't... anything about it. I remember I did. I didn't. I was never. I was never called up. Although I did. I used every fucking card in the book to get called up. Yeah. I was like, I'm a faggot. I had cancer. I I'll have another disease if did you, you want me shirt? to have it. Did you have a shirt on? Yes, that I had said a shirt all those that things. Said... Yes, wow. yes. <laughs> right. it did. What's your qualifications for getting called on, Dan? <laughs> I guess you can't, maybe you can't put faggot on a t-shirt on TV, but yeah. <laughs> no. Right. So like when you were in the process of like going into the show and stuff, did they, did they spot you out in line, like outside of the CBS studio there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like in a big group of about, there were 15 of us. Cause like, I don't know if you guys know Wendy Starling, super fucking yeah. funny comic, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. it was just right before she moved to New York. So she mm-hmm. was like doing LA things. So I was in this big group with her and her like family and stuff and some friends and so they go down the line and the guy came up to me. He's like, where are you from? And I was like, LA. And he's like, are you Valley Girl? And I was like, oh, for sure. It's a total yes and game. It's an improv yeah. game. You just have yeah. to say yes to whatever they say to like, get on the show. For sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then, so he keeps going down the row and then they, you know, kind of dismiss us to move along. And he comes back to me and he's like, if you get called, just follow the person in the red jacket. And I was like, okay. And everyone freaked out. And I was like, they're just being nice because I'm in a wheelchair. They're just trying yeah, to make yeah. me feel included. Right. <laughs> but literally at every stop, someone like said that to me. Oh, that's so funny. They always told me, they told me in line that like, oh, if you don't like the prize, you can just get the cash value, which I'm sure they said to you too over the treadmill. Did they? Wait, really? Did they let you? Yeah, because... you, can, you can get the cash value of the prize or something on prices. Right. Not I don't when know I played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not when I played. Oh, wow. They were like, you, you can do with either the get the prize then? or not. Oh my God, literally it is still in a box in my room. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> no, it se- is. You didn't sell that during the pandemic? That, that was worth gold during the pandemic. Is that worth going? Oh, yeah, a trend. Yeah, because everyone's like, I'm going to exercise now. Right, right. People are too busy walking around their neighborhoods, (laughs) hogging the streets. Right. No, I don't. Okay, because like after The Price is Right, um, Jimmy Kimmel had me on for like a segment, and that was really fun. Um, And so my, I'm like, (laughs) you know what? We're still hanging on to it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get back on that couch at Jimmy Kimmel Live and we're going to auction off that treadmill. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. And that's going to be good promo for whatever show I'm promoting. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Oh, I love that idea. That's a really great idea. I'm like, I don't know if that's crazy, delusional, or aspirational. It's called called manifesting your destiny. Or manifesting. Mm -hmm. You're manifesting. Mm -hmm. I think that's That's great. That's what it is. I don't have a vision board. I have a. Wait, so you were born and raised in LA. Yeah. You were born and raised in LA, which is so rare to like, I mean, especially in LA to meet people who are from here. You know what I mean? It's just, you don't. Any of you guys from LA? No. No. no, no, New York. Yeah. Here. Oh, yeah, Michigan, Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, also, did you? I need to because you were raised in LA. I mean, how late or early did you get into stand up? Um, mm. And also, separately from that, how late and early did you get into deciding you could go on game shows? <laughs> did you? And, and did you? Did you do any others in The Price Is Right? Because there's so many to do here. I know that's what's kind of wild. I'm surprised I actually haven't been on more game shows right. but the, literally the price is right is the only game show i've ever been on i mean you oh, killed wow. it i literally I, you know it. it was it was a couple years ago that i was like you know i've lived in la for at that time like five years i was like i've never i've never gone to anything unless it was something i was doing and so i went to the dr phil show i went to <gasps> they dr. Give good phil. prices right do they give good stuff <laughs> dr phil doesn't give prizes it's oh. just like you know he's just really tra- it's like just kind of trashy talk but like they pretend yeah. it's like a, he's like a real psychologist but it was so <laughs> much fun like wow. you forget like getting tickets is usually really easy and you know you got to show up early and then they uh, they give you like garbage snacks but like it's just kind of cool to like see the set of dr phil and he comes out <laughs> you also have walks a unique, like an animatronic a, but you have a unique like a unique love for dr phil the show itself I did. I did. I did. Are you a think, super fan? I'm not a super fan, but yeah, I was. That makes me uncomfortable. I I was. He's like, with... I bought Catch Me Outside. <laughs> oh my god. I own, he's like, I own an NFT of Catch Me Outside. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, I just I'm, I I thought like they they use they they take the same types of people that like trashy Jerry Springer yeah. and 
and every other talk show from the 90s takes, Mm -hmm. but they market it in such a brilliant way where they pretend like this is like a sophisticated conversation and that and he's he's actually a capable. Yeah, right. He's not a doctor. I forget if he has his master's or something. Um, But anyway, I've I've just always been kind of fascinated by the show, but also sometimes like there are some really interesting guests. Dr. Phil is literally the definition of the most uniquely American thing in that in any other part of the world, if you claim to be a doctor, yeah. you would be put in prison. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But right. in the U.S., it's like, here's a talk show. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. You what? could be a doctor. Like, it's like Steve Harvey's a judge now. And yeah. we're like, yeah. do you yeah. have to go to law school for that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Not in not California, apparently. Kim, Kim right, Kardashian right. can be a lawyer without having to go to law school. So you can like do anything it. in California. Yeah. So, so I mean, Daniel, so yeah. Have... So I decided I was like, I'm just going to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 you're allowed to do that in California. Wait, so, but yeah. you, you, you lived in San Francisco for a, a mm-hmm. good number of years before coming back to Los Angeles, right? I so I was in San Francisco like about two years. I went to San Francisco State after high mm-hmm. school. I literally was like, what's the farthest I can get from LA? And it was mm-hmm. like. Apparently San Francisco. <laughs> so <laughs> right. five hours. Five hours. Uh, yeah, it was like, that's what happens when your GPA is very bad, but you ha- score high enough on your SATs oh, to get accepted to a state school. Impressive. <laughs> Wait, what did you get? What did you get on your SATs? I think I got like 14 something. Wow. Oh, that's very good. Oh, that's really good. No wonder you won Price is Right. Yeah. Dragon. <laughs> Famously about solving <laughs> quadratic equations. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but no, yeah. So I was in San Francisco for uh, for a little bit. And then so San Francisco has like the Muni streetcar system. Yeah. And I was run over by like a streetcar. So then I came back to L.A. So then I lived wow. in L.A. for a long time. But I would go mm. up to San Francisco all the time because that was where all my college friends were. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. like it? Do you like San Francisco? Not anymore. It's mm-hmm. sad now. It's all techy. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. it's a bummer. Because like when I was up there, city. it was like we didn't even go to Oakland, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you could mm-hmm. still kind of trapeze around the city and now it's just like unrecognizable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. But I mean it was a big I mean, the trolley accident was a huge impact on sort of even just your comedy. Like you you have really sort of turned that into some uh, something that I don't know, it was just really funny and, and really awesome. Yeah. And and sort of the foundation of like, what I love about comedy is just someone taking something Aww. and like turning it into something really yeah. original and funny. And it's Thank just, you. it's awesome. I've always really loved that about Thank you. you. Um, yeah, and- cause the accident happened when I was 20 and then I started stand up when I was 30. Wow. Oh. Wow. So, I mean, but yeah. I'm sure there was a long period of recovery after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in this pandemic, we're still recovering. Yeah, <laughs> still- yeah. But I mean, you're you're on fire with like even just the you had the CBS Diversity Showcase, and you you've been doing things so often these past few years. I've really loved seeing you just sort of really hit it big. I mean, how thank you. How do you feel about how do you feel about doing stand up in LA? And also, how do you feel about sort of in terms of there aren't a lot of sort of vocal voices, I should say, about like disabled people doing stand-up comedy. It's a really small group of people. And we take, I think a lot of stand-up comics take for granted, sort of able, I hate the word, but able-bodied sort of people out there doing these things and that there are differently abled people out there who are wanting to do stand-up, but don't necessarily get the chance because of whatever problems these stand-up comics have or think they have. So like, what is it like in LA doing stand-up comedy? 
Um, I mean, it's, it's like the city I started in. It's also like a city that I know. So yeah, I, I love it, but, and also, I mean, LA is, it's definitely a hell of a lot more accessible than New York. Yes. I'll tell you that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> New York is yeah. insane to me. I, I have a brother who's disabled and I remember being in Chicago and how accessible Chicago was with the with the train system and the elevator. Every station mostly had elevators. And then when I moved to New York, it was like major stations didn't have elevators. How yeah. is that a possibility? The public transportation I, system in Los Angeles is 100 yeah. percent accessible. In New York, it's not. Mm. And then, so okay, you're gonna take lifts and Ubers. Well, Lyft and Uber, you have to budget them. Uh, yeah. Looking at yeah. you and shaking their head like, "Hell no, I'm not gonna take someone in a wheelchair." Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like in a space, and you're like, "Well, you know, it's a walk up, or it's down these flights of stairs, or right. literally the first time I did stand up in New York, I was booked at a show at the Pit, oh. and when I, yeah. you know, send my booking requests, obviously you can see I use a wheelchair. What yeah. it's I'm not trying not to bamboozle anyone. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not, oops, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry I made you think I had feet. I <laughs> Just really being fraudulent out here. <laughs> fraudulent. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, so he was like, I was like, you know, it's fine. Um, I just need, you know, a couple of people to help me in the wheelchair. It'll be fine. And then he was like, you know, the um, manager or the who's ever in charge um, yeah. is not director. comfortable with people helping you. I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, For insurance reasons? Is that why they said that? That's so I guess weird. So. I mean, that's kind of the implication is like, yeah. they're always scared about insurance. And so I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Then I will just like, you know roll i'll crawl down the stairs and like manage my wheelchair and it sucks but i'll mm -hmm. do it and he was like mm -hmm. no 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 like they're not okay with you performing here at all oh my and god I, and i like cried and it's like a shitty yeah, show was... at the pit i'm assuming it's at the pit like on the east side where they have like a downstairs theater that yeah literally go downstairs wow. for and then the main stage theater and i'm assuming the show you were on was on the downstage downstairs yeah. theater. Which I mean, is this is like bullshit. in 2015. Yes, like, this is like, yeah. just That's bawling insane. my eyes out because I can't. It's like, all I want to do is comedy. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Person's well, telling it, me no. I mean, I, I'm not a lawyer, but I would assume that's probably illegal to say <laughs> probably i yeah. mean but also here's the thing it's like at the comedy store like they won't let anyone help me with my yeah. wheelchair mm -hmm. so if i am going up i have to kind of like ask a friend and usually i'll know enough people at the comedy store where it's like someone who isn't working mm -hmm. can like yeah. help me with my wheelchair but it's like People are concerned about liability, yeah. but it's like then make your space accessible. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just I was like, I was get just a ramp. Ask. <laughs> I, 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 it's I a tax write-off. Yeah. Get a lift. All of yeah. these things, like you can write them off. It allow it's like I'm not the only disabled performer. Joe Urell, Greg Roke, yeah. Nick Novicki. There's so many or paying customers, paying customers who sure. might want to come see a fucking show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of so course. I, I was just gonna ask, is there like a, is there like a, like, is, is you know, I th quote to, to use the term able-bodied people don't really think through how accessible their environments are. Are there certain environments that are very consistently difficult to navigate <laughs> that you know going in like a certain type of store or a certain type of this or that where you're like, oh, here we go again. It's always gonna be a pain. I mean, it's just generally mm -hmm. most space, any space that isn't like, 
almost like a Disneyland kind of cheesecake yeah. factory or DMV, like I mean, is right. not going to be accessible because yeah. they, you know, the DMV has to legally by law, yeah, but yeah, like the cheesecake yeah. factory wants as many paying customers in the door. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. So they're going to make it the happiest place on earth for every right. disabled <laughs> and able-bodied person. I was actually right. just at cheesecake factory yeah, today. That's we were Thank just you. About this a couple minutes ago. That's right. <laughs> no, it is sort of like you brought, you bring up a good point just about, performers but about customers too that that i don't think a lot of people sort of realize is the domino effect of the little things that the other situations that people have to go through to be able to do the things and live lives so if you make it difficult by not making places accessible mm -hmm. then you know how, how how difficult was the uber ride how difficult was just getting off the subway how difficult were are mm -hmm. these things that we take for granted and it's like well maybe we shouldn't take it for granted because we're all a part of the society together. yeah i mean it's like it's not even like about taking it for granted i think it's like and this is you know obviously like i like to act and i want to act and be on tv because like i think it's fun but also we you guys know like gay representation like yeah. allows for more people to feel safe and comfortable coming out and being yeah. accepted mm -hmm. yeah. so it's mm -hmm. like the more disabled people we see on mm -hmm. television the more normalized that experience is mm -hmm. and people yeah. who aren't disabled can start thinking about well oh how do i make my space more accessible mm -hmm. how do i make it more inclusive because if you don't see disabled people because spaces are inaccessible then you don't think yeah about them because they're mm -hmm. not they're, they're, there's that separation yeah yeah but then if they are part of your reality yeah and part of your space and you're like oh well i want i i want to make the spaces accessible so that we can yeah. keep yeah <laughs> keep hanging out exactly I, yeah. I, I uh was a male nanny in college <laughs> in new york um and i like how you have to apply a gender to your <laughs> your job yes, i was a nanny yeah i was a nanny a glorified oh, babysitter how dare how you, dare you? um and i was hired to um i hired was hired by this family to basically she had three kids and and um basically babysat their middle child who um uh had cp and mm. he um uh used a wheelchair pretty primarily mm -hmm. and just to your point it was like you know this the the city what the lack of planning in like the big the biggest city in the fucking country the mm -hmm. lack of planning is was so j jarring like it's yeah. actually jarring and felt uh to me i mean i'm like hypersensitive but i was like it, it just felt like a cruel joke on this kid who's yeah. like a, 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 well, he's actually kind of a brat, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that. I remember you. Yeah. Well, he you got like a Manny. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know. He was actually a dick, but um, <laughs> but still, like in in babysitting him for as long as I did, it was like this kid went up. Like he would, he literally was like writing letters to the MTA, and they were making changes based on letters that he was writing. Oh wow! Um, wow! Remarkable. But I'm also just like, you know, it was just fucked up that the, that that the lack of thought that went into like what he needed was yeah. so like egregious to me yeah. also i'm sure they listened to him because his father was the ceo of morgan stanley but anyway uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i was like actually terrified like really weirded out when i found out they were republicans sure. <laughs> i love how you like had to find out it's I like, I yeah, was, like right right their, their magazine table spread i was like why is the new republic? Oh, wow. oh no! Oh, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh Weekly. This yeah, kid yeah. really was like a little, a little dick, though. He like, I mean, he 
tricked me. He like tricked me into like getting in. He would trick me into doing <laughs> things that Wait. like he wasn't allowed to do, which sounds very ominous. But what I mean by that is he would he like he's like my mom makes me oval. I like Ovaltine. My mom makes me Ovaltine, and I was like, okay, okay well I'll, I'll make you Ovaltine. You know someone's rich if they like Ovaltine. Uh. <laughs> and he was like, no, you know somebody's elderly, and he was he yeah. wasn't elderly, but whatever. He was like, my love, the, I love Ovaltine. I'm, I want an Ovaltine shake, and I was like, all right, I'll make you an Ovaltine shake. He's like, no, 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 just the powder. And I was like, just mm-hmm. the powder. Just he was like, powder. yeah, my mom gives you just the powder all the time. My mom gives you just like, the powder in this little straw and you just cut it up into little lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I gave him like some of the powder and he like immediately started choking. And I was oh. like, oh, Wait, why like, did he want, why did he want it like that? I don't get it. Like, is it it's a kid, kids he, want He's a kid, he just shit. wants to guzzle the sugar yeah. from the yeah. sugar jar. He, he literally yeah. tricked me into all this stuff. And honestly, <laughs> Wait, like, that story like, isn't that bad. I, I, mean, I thought you said he was gonna like worse. bamboozle you out of like your money or something. Yeah, like he, yeah, you wound up in Connecticut with him or something. Something. Right, right. I, mean, it gets, I could tell it gets worse. He he, 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 he tricked me into like he's like tricked me into playing this like game with him where he was like, "I want to go. I want you to roll me under the bed because that's what I do. I play like he, like he was like my mom and I play this game and whatever." And I'm like, "Okay." It was like the first time I was babysitting him. Yeah. And then I was I was like, "What am I like?" He was it was in, I rolled him under Wait, the what? bed. You rolled him under the bed into a into a rug, and it's like this is what my dad. <laughs> he does when people owe him money yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my but god you're well, proving- the fu- i'll just say the last thing the final straw was literally he, he like again this is all like trickery he like <laughs> this is a kid me. he's no. a serious little boy <laughs> his mom was like can you take him to the bathroom and i'm like sure because i learned how to like help yeah. him to the bathroom but also mm-hmm. let him be individual but sure, anyway, yeah. like, i was yeah. a buffoon like what am I getting paid twelve dollars an hour? Like, yeah, would hire me, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. I took him to the bathroom at the doctor's office, and he—I'm telling you—he tricked me because I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm putting you on the toilet, and then I'm gonna go outside." And he was like, "No, you can't go outside." And he like screamed, and his whole family was there, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna stay in the bathroom. I don't want it, whatever." So, and he's like, "Can you help me?" And I'm like, "Sure," and I went to go help him, like uh-huh. aim. Uh-huh. And 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 he peed on me. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. up and on me. Right. Was, and I quit. I literally well, quit on the spot. I mean, the very wet spot. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I will say you prove something that my brother has been saying for years, and that he, one thing that he and I'm sure you you probably also relate to this, Danielle, and that like people probably say i mean i know when i was going through chemo people would be like oh you're so brave like anytime you have you're so a physical brave. ailment people want to like congratulate you for like existing <laughs> you're in the a world warrior. Yeah. yeah and and my you brother know, my so brother brave. who he gets that a lot with cerebral palsy and he always says i really want people to realize that disabled people can also be assholes and great people yeah. and brave people. and mm-hmm. like there's a spectrum everyone can yeah. be an asshole this podcast also teaches that queer people yeah. aren't just to be championed with pride parades, we can be right. assholes too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the best is actually exactly. Brent. Brent has a Brent once. I think right. You saw. You saw some. You saw a woman compliment. There was a woman in, oh, in a wheelchair yeah. at a thrift I've told store. This, I've told. I've told the story many times, but it, it is one of my favorites. I was at a, a flea market, and there was a, a woman looking at some clothes, and her friend who was in a wheelchair was just kind of very just casually waiting for her friend. They were maybe chit-chatting a little bit. You know, they're clothing shopping. And I just happened to be a couple feet away from them. 
And another, a, th- a third person, another woman just kind of walks by. She's older. She leans into the woman uh, on, in the wheelchair. Oh, no. and, she, and she goes, you're beautiful. Ah! And then, wait, Danielle, can you tell, like, like, what sort of experiences have you had in yeah. that regard? And also, I do want to ask you before <laughs> we wrap things up today, like, what are you working on? Like, what's next for you? What are you working on now? Microaggressions and new projects, please. Yeah, 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 we yeah, love right, that. Right. Those two things together. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time I was um, having dinner with friends and this guy walked over and asked if he could pray on me. Oh, my oh. And I was like, sir, we are eating pizza. <laughs> oh <my laughs> we are God. having a full Wait. private meal. You wanted to pray <laughs> you wanted on to you. Pray on that me. sounds sexual. I, it really was. Weird. It was. It was just like, really oh funny. no! Yeah. I'm like, I grew up Catholic, so it was like this whole like Christianity, like wanting to reach out and touch someone. I'm like, please keep that to yourself. Yeah. But literally, I was like, I was like, you know what? You can just like maybe pray on me from over there. Yeah. He's like, I would have to touch you, and I was like, oh no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's so awkward. Put my hands on That's you. Insane. <laughs> it was. It was. I was. <laughs> I felt ill. It was crazy, and it was like. Like, he was just standing at our table in the middle of a restaurant. It was like, go away. You're a stranger. Like, if you, I mean, here's the deal. Send me a bottle of wine, right? Right. Be like, God, she's so brave. She should have to pay for her pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fucking try to touch me. That's the way to do it. That's the way oh, to do it. That is so God. funny. Wow. That is unreal. Uh, but wait, but tell us about the projects that you're working on right projects. now. Projects. Oh my God. Projects. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, I just finished in the room of Megan Amram's new show for oh, Peacock. Fun. Yes. It's a it's pitch great. perfect, a spinoff starring Adam Devine. Very oh. exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to shoot in Berlin. It's very, very cool. Oh, wow. very cool. Berlin. Are you going to go to Berlin? I'm not going to Berlin, but you know, maybe fingers crossed, who knows? We don't know. Yeah. Um, it could be cool. But um, so that's like really fun. Yeah. And, I love when Adam um, Devine is naked. He's naked so much and I just love it. I mm. love how you heard Berlin and you're like, he will be nude. And yeah. honestly, yeah. we've written in some things where he is. So. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I knew it. Such a, There's this one movie he's in where he's like plays a butler or whatever and he's flying around the room with his pants off and it's just, it's, it's a whole. It's see his whole full penis. Whole full penis oh. and butthole. It's whole moment. Whole I love penis it. and whole? Yeah. yeah. Penis and whole. Yeah. So what maybe work know? that out. Maybe tell Megan about that. We'll text. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. I'll tell yeah. Megan. I'll let her yeah. know. I'm sure she'll be on board. Yeah. Megan loves whole. um and then um uh so i am gonna be also in the new season of russian so that's gonna come out this year and uh now i'm just trying to like write my own stuff right and sell my own thing yeah you also were in an episode this last season of curb right weren't you yeah i was in a few episodes of curb um so that was really fun i got to play Mm -hmm. a network executive yeah (laughs) oh she's on fire that's Um, great that's great. Well, where can people find you on the internet, Danielle? Oh, yeah. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Diva Deluxe. No E at the end. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, was that my AOL screen name? Sure. Yeah. 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 I still was. use Hell mine, yeah. by the way. I still use mine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I definitely don't use mine. Mine was thump- Thumper Humper. 
Okay. My yeah. very first one when I first got AOL was Cherry BBY. It was a nightmare. Cherry baby? Oh, I was wow. eight. I was an idiot. Right. It was a monster. Right. Wow. Something about that feels very like a valley girl, though. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Full circle. You're a valley girl. You're a valley girl. Right. Valley girl. Well, yeah, thanks for being well, here. We were Danielle so glad to Perez, thank you. you so much for being thank here. Thank you guys yes. for having me. It was so wonderful to see you guys. And another thing. So uh, Adele recently. Uh, uh, Hello Spotify. from the other side. <laughs> That's how she sounds. Yeah. Um, Adele had Spotify uh, remove the default shuffle button on 30, her new album. The power. Um, yeah, I mean, the power of Adele. Yeah, right. she, she talked about, well, she tweeted about how she said, we don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. The art tells a story and our stories should be listened to as we intended. And I just was curious if you guys, how you feel about shuffling. Cause I mean, at this point, you know, I mean, CDs are a distant memory. Um, yeah. And I how certainly, I certainly shuffle my music, but people like Adele and Gaga and Miley Cyrus have encouraged fans to listen to their albums uh, consecutively. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I wonder if, any of your old habits, maybe listening to a full-on um, consecutive album is something that's stuck around at all? Uh, no, I've, I've literally never done it in my life. I, but that, that's just the way I listen to music is I have to really like the song. I can't just passively listen. Yes. And there's no artists that have made an album that I loved every song. So I, I don't oh, think wow. I've ever in my Not entire one. life listened to an entire album start really? to finish. Definitely like maybe some Christmas albums, but I don't... Yeah. I don't uh oh, oh froze. Mad. Oh no, I froze. Okay. I was, you're fine. I was just going to say, you guys seem mad. <laughs> you, oh God. <laughs> like, you like stopped. And I was like, all no, right. No, it just sorry, surprises guys. me because there are, I mean, I know for me, I definitely, I mean, I'm, you know me, I'm not the best at music, but I, when I definitely, I tend to listen to mainly playlists that are created by like Apple, you know, like Apple Essentials. And yeah, I just get the yeah. artists that I like and I listen to the robots playlists. are good at that. Yeah. Yeah. They're very good at that. And that way I don't, because I try to make playlists, but then I get overwhelmed and there's just like, I can't, there's too, too much for me. But that said, there are certain albums and artists like, I wouldn't say Adele's earlier albums were like this, but this current Adele album is very much like this, where it does feel like a story. It does feel like, She's yeah, presenting concept, a story. Almost conceptual. Yeah, it's very conceptual. And Janet Jackson would do that a lot, especially with Velvet Rope and, and with the Janet album that was like, you needed to listen to the full album to really get the interludes in between and stuff. Like it was important. And Jan uh, uh, Madonna Lauren, with Ray of Light and Lauren, Lauren Hill. Hill. And there's, there are some albums that like, I do think it's important to listen to it all the way through to really get what this artist you're listening to and are obsessing over, which I, when I heard Adele's album, I thought it was incredible and i thought it was beautiful and listening to even like like the i was dreading listening to the song i drink wine because i was like this is going to be a bullshit song it's called i drink wine yeah. and it has nothing there's I, she never even says i drink wine in the song it's actually a beautiful song about like her struggles and like it was just really really beautiful song and it just and i wouldn't have gotten that if i hadn't listened to it all the way through Mm. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I bounced around oh, at first listening to her that to thirty, and <clears throat> was like, "Holy shit!" Like a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it as I've gotten into more recently than when it mm -hmm. came out because I waited, I guess. Um, yeah. But I don't. I also I feel like I haven't listened to con albums consecutively through other than ones that are like meditative and ambient. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm like Brent. I I don't I don't have 
I don't have the ability to like listen to songs all the way through for the most part, which makes being my partner or my <laughs> a passenger in my car uh, annoying. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. that being said, like the, la- the album last year, Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan was phenomenal and needs to be listened to in order. So that was a rare occasion in which that- How do you find me- that out though? Like, how do you, like, if you don't do it already, like, how do you find that out? Well, because the album contains similar um, interludes to Lauren Hill, mm. where it's women talking about like their experiences and relationships. Yeah, Beyonce is like that too. Beyonce's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Beyonce that. is a lot, yeah. a lot like that too. I was, and- I was gonna say, I think, I think when when you are choosing to listen to albums from start to finish all the way through, you have yeah. to do it for the classics, such as Lorena McKennett, uh, <laughs> you know, The but, Book of Secrets, The Visit, The Mask and the Mirror, Nights from Alhambra. You know what, you know what song, you know what? Uh, um, I recently watched that HBO documentary about Alanis Morissette. Oh yeah, same. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, I did. No. And I was like, God, you hadn't you watched it. So I, no. I just, it was such a central album to my same. Like, mm. childhood and that's, I think, a, an album you listen to beginning to beginning to end. But I was curious <clears throat> as to whether or not you think that Alanis, the album is great and it's iconic, obviously. Yeah. But that, like, her style and her lyrics and her, like, art is a little... I just have, I just think it's kind of a little juvenile in, mm. in like in following up, like the more recent, the more stuff she's made as she's gone on. I'm like, is this like mag- did, magnetic I, poetry? I don't think anyone knows any of the stuff she's done since Jagged Little Pill. Just because, <laughs> I actually like some of her stuff. I mean, yeah, I she, she had some good stuff, but like she, she definitely, I think you could argue she was a one album wonder in a lot of ways. And, mm. and really? no one oh. I mean, other than Thank You India or whatever, what other songs do you know that she's done since Jagged Little Pill? Oh, like, Precious Illusions, Precious you illusions. son of a, a good bitch. Song. Yeah. Okay, Precious Illusions. But <laughs> everyone everyone listening is like, what, Precious Moments? Like they don't, yeah, right, it's, right, not, right. it's not something, they know her for Jagged Little Pill. And that's the problem with having that massive of an album is that you become known for that one album and everything <clears> you do after that is sort of an afterthought yeah. where you can come off as juvenile. And I think even Jagged Little Pill was juvenile in that, but that was a part of its a charm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was it, it was. A, it was this young person sort of coming into their own and being sexual and figuring out their angst and the the reality of the world and all these different things. That that was a part of what made it so great. I think in a lot of ways. And I, I actually, I to kind of take this full circle. I've I've heard people refer to me as sort of a one hit wonder because of my comedy <laughs> album Barf City, which is available yeah. on iTunes and Spotify. Definitely and, shuffle should, anywhere. Should you Definitely listen shuffle. to Barf City on shuffle? Yes, you should. Uh, yes, you should. You should. Yes. Yes. No, you should. You should listen to Barf City. First of all, you should buy Barf City, <laughs> and you should listen to it however you wish, yeah. because there isn't really a cohesive theme running throughout there's, there's it's no just it's just all narrative. a celebration of brent it's yeah. all a celebration yeah. of brent every single um joke starts with oh you son of a bitch <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know what <laughs> what, what would, would your, your aunt, aunt say Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? I, I really thought Elliot was overreacting to that kid he babysat until he got <laughs> peed on. Okay, I get it. He got peed on. I get it. <laughs> my my 
Um, and Joanne would say, you know, there's surprisingly good deli in Palm Springs. Wouldn't have thought it'd be a Jewish Mecca, but the food's pretty good. <laughs> there is good deli there. How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, the last album I listened to all the way through was also Jagged Little Pill. And I say to your Uncle Ray often, are you thinking of me when you fuck her? <laughs> well, thanks for listening. And uh, if it's legally appropriate, if you want to slide in some Alanis here as we go out, Alan, you are can more I do than that? welcome to. I, I, I think you can I have put no idea. in one to three seconds. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here well, we go. If, if not, I'll just sing it. Okay, here. Uh, yeah, precious illusions <laughs> in my hand. How's that song go again? I don't remember. I, no yeah. one knows. No one knows that song. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>